0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. We are so grateful that you are here. I am so grateful that you are here. Today we have a group of people on who loved a woman named Beth Harris. She passed away earlier this year in March, and we miss her, we love her, we are grateful for her. And the reason why we are airing this episode about Beth is to show you a little bit more of the beauty in God's character that He expresses through people like Beth. So she is with Jesus, and we know that we will see her again from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 14, where it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, We also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. So we know that we will see Beth again if you are a believer. And Jesus is so good to us to give us his word and to give us scriptures like John 14 verses one through three. These are Jesus's words talking with his disciples when he was giving them comfort, saying to them as they were grieving a loss and it says do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have told you that i'm going there to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where i am i just want you to think about heaven right now whether you knew beth or you did not know beth and you are a believer i want you to know that When we die, we get eternal life, and that comes from accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 verses nine through 10 says, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if you believe Jesus is Lord, You will be saved and you will get to meet Beth. If you have not met her already, you will meet her in heaven. So awesome. God is so good to us. He can redeem us from any sin. There is nothing too bad. He is willing and open to give you a big hug with arms wide open, no matter what you've done or thought. As we know from this, it's all about your heart. So if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, this is talking about your heart. If you believe, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And you'll get to meet Beth if you did not know her here on earth. What encouragement, what good news. And I pray that you share this good news with someone else today. As you know, Easter is coming up on Sunday. So we wanna prepare your hearts to know that Jesus did come. He was sent by God to save us from our sins. He died for our sins. And then yes, God raised him from the dead. And now we get to be saved, which is awesome. We serve a good God. And if you knew Beth here on earth, she was an awesome woman of God, a wonderful leader, a wonderful servant of our Most High God. And we have some ladies on today who just share how Beth discipled them, mentored them, and loved them so well. And she supported us in ministry. And so we just want to share a little bit about her, a little bit about how she lived life to encourage you to go out and be a disciple for Jesus, to encourage others to Christ, and Take someone to coffee, take another, if you're a woman, take another woman to coffee. If you're a guy, take a guy to coffee, initiate it, put it on the calendar. And when you meet with them, talk about good things, things that are lovely and pure and true and excellent and praiseworthy. And think about those things when you're talking to them, but also encourage the person who you're talking with just to do one next right thing, to draw them closer to Christ, to do what God has called them to do. One next right thing. When you meet with someone for coffee, Beth would do this with us to encourage us as believers to do what God has called us to do in ministry, in our jobs, family, whatever, keeping your priorities in line, keeping God number one. And I miss her so much for that because she was a consistent friend in my life. So here is our first guest, Leah Taylor. And then after that, a few ladies share what Beth has meant to them and their walk with Christ.
1: Oh wow, who was Beth Harris to me? Um, Beth Harris came into my life at a time when I felt like God was calling me to new areas of ministry, uh, stepping out in faith in acts of obedience um, in ways I had never done so before. Um, I was feeling called to teach for the first time in my life. Um, I was feeling called to help lead women to seek the Lord and know Him more. And I was being called into worship leading. And at the time, those gifts and where I found myself serving didn't really fit. Um, And I think as I grew in that passion to serve the Lord, people that I respect and love didn't really know what to do with me um, because they loved me and they saw what God was doing in my life, but they didn't know how I fit in their dynamic. So there was a time where I felt like some people were pulling away from me where Beth Harris just rushed towards me. Um, She was a professional in ministry. She was a leader in ministry. She had been doing it a long time, and she had so much wisdom. And she just kept encouraging me and fanning the flame of what God was doing in my heart and kept encouraging me to press forward. So she really became that accountability for me in ministry. And we would talk several times a week. We would share our successes in ministry. We would share our frustrations. We would share our prayer requests. We would share our failures. Um, But we were able to just continually spur one another on. And it reminded me in Acts of the story when Paul becomes saved and he goes back to Jerusalem uh, in front of the disciples. And they don't really trust him because he's just been trying to kill them and now all of a sudden he's a Christian and with his conversion brought a ton of persecution as he began sharing the gospel and a lot of heat on the disciples so they send him to Tarsus like back to his hometown um, and it's Barnabas who actually goes and finds Paul and says hey come with me let's go share the gospel to the Gentile nations and so uh, we see the church spread um, from Jerusalem outward and Barnabas helped, came alongside Paul, and they became a part of that movement. Uh, And that is really how I saw Beth in my life. She didn't run from me, she ran towards me, and then we became partners in reaching women with the gospel of Jesus, equipping women for leadership, spurring women along to to serve the lord uh, and that's why i call her my barnabas
2: my name is ava sturgeon and beth harris was a christ follower. just so committed to raising up young women who would be warriors for christ that's what i always remember it would start with a connection at church then coffee then a walk then a bible study and before you knew it these women were loving the lord like nobody's business as uh, spreading his word to everyone around what a blessing for a future generation as a woman who counts beth harris as one of my dearest friends i'm already seeing a void in my texts, in my conversations she was the one who would tell me i'm so proud of you And since her passing, I have thought, we women don't say that to each other. We say this to our husbands, hopefully, to our children, but we don't tell each other, I am so proud of you. And I keep thinking of how God gave that example to Jesus, you know, this is my beloved son in whom I will pleased. I think of it as God saying to us one day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But when do we women tell each other with not an ounce of jealousy of envy, I am so proud of you. I'm going to do that more thanks to Beth Harris. I'm so proud of her for her legacy and I'm going to be so proud of the
3: other women still in my life. My name is Amanda Turner. I met Miss Beth at our church, Olive Baptist, through Miss Liz Trailer. Miss Beth had a huge role in my life. She was my mentor and my friend. She was always so good at truly listening. I never doubted her love for me and even on the days when I didn't get to see her or even talk to her. I knew I was prayed for by her. No matter where we were, no matter what was going on in her very busy schedule, she would stop and pray for me, praying scripture over me, and reminding me how loved, how important, and how cherished I was by our Heavenly Father. The verse she quoted to me most often was Psalms 25, four through five. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths, guide me in your truths, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. I remember one day, Miss Beth took my hand with a beautiful smile on her face. She said, you, Amanda, can do this because God is within you. Sometimes God allows us to be out of our comfort zone, giving us the opportunity to grow in our walk and faith in Him. Don't allow the fear of the unknown to keep you from where God is leading you. Now go, walk by faith. Trust God will provide and protect. God will not leave you nor forsake you.
2: I've had many prayers that I did not share with others. Many of the answers came in the form of a message or encounter with Beth Harris saying, can you meet me for coffee? Or I need to run something by you. It took me a while to realize that God was using her to answer very specific needs in my life that called me to step out of my comfort zone, do hard things and have hard conversations, all of which focused on what the Bible had to say in all situations and bringing glory to Christ.
0: That last person was Tamika Wyrick, who was mentored by Beth. Taking her to coffee, speaking life into her, I encourage you to do that for someone else today. We love and we miss our Beth, and we just imagine what she's doing in paradise with Jesus right now. We know from His word that heaven is described in Luke 23 like paradise where Jesus says, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And I have no doubt Beth Harris is with Jesus in paradise. The last thing I would like to share with you is an interview. It's a 50 minute conversation with Beth Harris. And if you're missing her, this is going to really encourage you. I pray this conversation draws you closer to Christ. And so here is a reflection of chatting with Beth from August 17th, 2021. So we have guests on like Beth Harris today. She's the executive assistant to Pastor Ted Trailer at Olive Baptist Church here in Pensacola, Florida, and you've been the executive assistant for 21 years. So Beth, the wisdom that you have from serving with Dr. Trailer, you know, is just amazing. I mean, he is on fire for the Lord. I love his sermon. So I'm so excited to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing great, Ricky, and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I, first of all, want
4: to say I am a fan of Broadcast is Love. I love to listen to this each week, and I am so grateful for your encouraging, uplifting, and always um, broadcast that. You know, glorify God. It's nothing about you. You disappear within this. Amen. And I want to thank you for having that spirit. I learn from each one of your guests, and I consider it a just a humble privilege to be with you.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Beth. That means so much, and it is an honor to hear from you because what I love about our guests, and I think that the people who listen feel the same way, because when people are talking, who come on the show. I'm listening and like, what is God doing in your life? Because so many different people have different positions and if you're following Christ, like, and if you're talking with him throughout the day and getting that feedback from him and then learning from those experiences, I just don't think that should be under a rock. Like I want to hear about it so that way maybe I could learn something and I don't want to say be better. That's not the right term, but like grow. I want to grow and I want to learn from other people who are, I mean, we're all walking the same walk. You know what I mean? Like so similar. Um, But what you're doing, Beth, is really cool. Because not only are you the executive assistant to the pastor at a massive church in Pensacola, but you are really passionate about preparing this next generation of Christ followers. And before our interview, I felt a nudge was like, find a statistic. You know, like, let's make this crystal clear. Um, about where we are as a country with church. And we are worldwide, like we're in more than 130 countries with this podcast, but just the US talking about the United States. um, I read a study by the Gallup poll, and it said fewer than half of US adults belong to a religious congregation. And that's about 47%. So man, going to church, it gives me so much life and going to all of Baptists, like pastor Taylor is on fire. Like he is a wildfire. I mean, it just, is. Out of him for the Lord and igniting people to just let him live inside of them as well. So I want to know like where, cause we talked about this before we started recording from your experience with just this shocking statistic that fewer than half of us adults belong to a religious congregation. What does that mean to you? Well, I want to start with the encouraging
4: part of that. Okay. Is that when I hear religious organization, I think that that could be tied to anything. Okay. And where um, I really pray and focus and uh, I see God working is within the local church. And yes, there are countless people. uh, You know, we are in a. A generation now where um, just anything that you believe is acceptable and your truth is what uh, you should follow, and and what a lie from Satan. Exactly, yeah. We are created to, our our purpose is created. We are created to bring honor and glory and worship to God. But back Mm -hmm. to the statistic with that, Mm -hmm. um, I see that in a way that it's sad but it's also a great opportunity for revival and for, and whether we see that within a massive revival in this country, or we see it in the pockets of, of just sharing your faith, the gospel of Jesus with your neighbors, with those you encounter and living a life that draws people to him so that they ask questions. What is your, what is this faith? What is this that's transformative? What is it that's different about you than my life. yeah, And I I see it as a great opportunity because if that statistic actually were higher, and it is tragic, yeah. but I also think that for Christians, it's a wake up call that we can't be complacent. We can't take the easy way out. We can't be doing a fluff Bible studies and just getting by on five minutes in the word. We really have to know what we believe right. to be able to, to, uh, be able to share Jesus in this culture.
0: Yeah, know what we believe. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this from a very authentic place, but when I first became a Christian, it was a lot of misunderstanding from my aspect. Like I would see something and I'm like, oh, that's good. Like God must... Um, think that's good. And then I would read in scripture and just really define that and get to the bare bones of it. And then I learned it was more about me and him connecting and learning through that time of his word and, you know, taking notes and then googling things like, what does the Bible say about this and that? And then that's when I started growing exponentially. Like when I first became mm-hmm. a Christian, it was like, oh, this is good. Like I feel good, all the feel goods that come from that first encounter where you're like, you have all the butterflies and you just want to be back in that space again. Right. You're just like trying to get back to that place of like that first time you were saved, you know? And so as you live, like there are so many confusing messages and I just know my God doesn't want that for me. And I know he doesn't want that for people who are listening to this podcast or just anybody. Um, God wants you entirely and he wants you to know who he is and we've had countless people come on and say that but i want to know from your perspective because you are passionate about this next generation like you work with crossroads college and young professionals at all of baptist and i just want to know like when do you see with people who come there the young you know next generation when is it that it clicks for them like this is it this is it Like, this is what I need to be doing. Does that make sense? Yes, that's a great question. And it's
4: different for everyone, but um, just staying consistent and faithful in the word. Mm. I have uh, been so excited about what has been happening in the ministry here um, under the leadership of our College and Young Professionals, Pastor um, Ethan Jago, and just the commitment of making sure that our students are grounded theologically and we stay in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's easy to, now that doesn't mean that you don't use commentaries or cross references, but that the Bible is our number one resource. And any woman that I am discipling uh, through, you know, and discipleship looks differently according to where this person is in their life Mm -hmm. and what the need is. But it is always we are going to read scripture together, and I want to hear your input. I want to hear what the Holy Spirit has shown you, Mm -hmm. and that is essential um, in growth. Also, just I have seen such a hunger by just going deeper into God's word, and not for the sake, Ricky, of just knowing things academically or having head knowledge. Okay, but for being able to apply that in our lives. Let me give you an example. This is so exciting. But we heard a testimony from a young woman this weekend, who, um, you know, we've been deep into studying, like I said, theology, and the Trinity was one of the topics that we, you know, and you could be on that forever. Right. But she had, you know, she thought, okay, well, this is good. And, um, you know, banked it in her mind. And then it wasn't just probably, I would say a week later, that she encountered someone who wanted to discuss the trinity and was say you know and was off theologically and she was able by the help of the holy spirit helping her recall no let me show you in scripture what god is teaching about this and who god is that he yes. is not three separate gods but um it's three in one yes and she was able to take them through and not argue in a way to win and to be right but to actually do right and instruct this young man. And he could look at that and say, oh, I understand this now. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to not just, you know, store up knowledge for that sake, we can all do that, but to be able to apply it and see how practical it is in our lives and how God wants to use each one of us. He doesn't need to use any of us, but but we have the free will to choose that. We want to partner with him in the work that he is doing on this earth. And that is becoming so exciting to this
0: generation. And it just thrills me. Yes. The, asking the question, God, how do you want to use me? is such a powerful prayer. Because in that statement, you are saying, I am willing. You know what I mean? Yes. God, how do you want to use me? How? There is purpose in today, there is purpose in this moment. I have not been given the breath I have today for no reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and,
4: you know, and another thing too, is at this age, and I actually, I'm going to say any age in life, because yes. I still struggle with this. Yes, I want the full picture. I want God to lay everything out and show me, okay, what's going to be like, I think I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, if he did, it would scare me. To, it would just scare me completely, probably. But, you know, I want to know in a week and in a month and in a year where I'm going to be, because that's going to help me plan. And God exactly. always brings me back and says, no, Beth, I want you to do the next right thing. Yes, I want you to take the step today and that's another thing in discipleship and mentoring is learning that each step accumulates to marker points in your journey and you know we're not taking these great leaps at once but you're just obedient in the small things right. that God asks you to do and the uncomfortable things and the things that you know sometimes yeah. aren't fun but they bring that joy because Yeah, that's what brings joy in our life is following Christ and knowing the Holy Spirit will never fail us. He will guide us in each step we need to take.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting through that moment that we didn't do that thing that we wanted to do in our flesh, but God was like, no, like that next day or that, you know, two weeks later or something you will say with confidence, but I didn't do it. And God got me through it. And here we are today. And whoa, like the coolest thing about that, doing the next right thing. That's it. Emily P. Freeman. Do you know her? She's an author.
4: I do. And and I have listened to her podcast. Yes. And I like her. I actually heard that statement from Elizabeth Elliot okay who um, I love to read her books. Uh, she was uh, she's written through Gates of Splendor and I'm currently reading her um, by her authorized biography mm. and that was a statement that actually Emily P. Freeman learned from Elizabeth Elliot was oh my gosh that was to you know uh, just listen to God in this moment. Right. And I want skywriting a lot, you know, I want it to be so obvious instead yeah. of just, you know, just show me all the signs when I have the creator of the universe living and dwelling inside of me, used wow. to do that. And if I am listening to him, if I am in tune and I'm not trying to chart my own path or, um, you know, as I often do, get in my own way. Right. You know, God is so gentle to bring me back and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna redirect this and correct course. Yeah. And and he's so, so gracious in those ways. I could talk for hours about the ways that I have stepped off the path and how he has just been so kind and gracious and loving to get me to where I am today. He is he is just everything.
0: Yeah, the scripture I mention all the time on the podcast is create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Like that prayer, what you were just talking about, you know, about wanting to do the right thing is just getting back to the foundation of that relationship with Christ, praying with him, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me like steadfast, <laughs> you know, right yes. spirit within me. So that's really neat about the next right thing because that's a phrase I feel like whoever's listening can take with them, the next right thing. Can you practically tell us maybe how that's been an impactful phrase for you?
4: Oh, yes, I, I can because again, I've told you, I like to have the big plan. I'm a planner. Um, I, I see things in life as goals and- right. Uh, you know, and, and those things are important. They're essential, and mm-hmm. in, in they're especially with what I do in ministry. But to be able to be aware that the next person I encounter may have a need that somehow God could use me to encourage them or to, uh, you know, just however He would want to use me for that. If I have my agenda so full, that I don't have room for watching for God during the day, then I'm, I'm really missing being a blessing, um, you know, and, and glorifying him in the way that he would choose for me to do that day. Right. And I've, I've learned that over the years because I've, um, you know, I, I used to be, and I still am to an extent. So I want to explain this, uh, so I was very self-driven, self-goals. I okay. you know, I had things that I wanted to achieve. And not all of them were bad. Right. But I'm finding at this point in my life, Ricky, that there is such a peace in stepping back and looking and saying and holding your hands out each morning and saying God, let me receive what it is you have for me today. Mm. I don't want that to come out in any way like I have it all together. Please mm. do not hear that because I do not. Yeah. But I I find such great joy in allowing God to move in that way in my life. I, I hope that, ex, that that's a good explanation of yeah. what you're asking.
0: It's regaining focus.
4: Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's what we want. We don't want to be cluttered in our thoughts. Like, we don't want to run around like a chicken with our head cut off. Like, Lord, help us have that laser like focus to do your will for our life. I mean, God, we want to do your will. You know, show us your will for our life. I mean, I'm still, my mind is still wrapped around how you were just saying, How does God want to use us? God, how do you want to use me? You were just saying that earlier. And I just think it's such a powerful prayer because even today you've been in ministry for 21 years or did you start earlier or 21 years? Well, is about- I, I did start earlier. I have been okay. in vocational ministry
4: since I was 22 and I served at a Christian school of uh, as a teacher and then as an elementary administrator for 13 years before okay. God another miraculous story in our lives that, um, yeah. you know, we could do a podcast just on how God moved us here yeah. and brought uh, us to Pensacola. And I served with another Christian school in town for about nine months before I came on board here at Olive.
0: Well, I love what you do. And I love, love, love Pastor Trailer. He's awesome. So um man, for people who don't know about y'all's church, do you mind sharing? a little bit about Olive Baptist, if you don't mind? Oh, I would love to. Um,
4: I'm sure that anyone in the Pensacola community has heard of Olive Baptist. Right. But, um, when I came on board here, I was, you know, I, I asked God, I said, I just want to see authenticity. Mm -hmm. I want to see transparency. I need to see, I had come out of, um, a legalistic background where, yeah. um, you know, it was really fun to wall, follow the rules, but it was exhausting. And God was doing this just revolutionary transformational change in my life in that. Yeah. And when I came here, that was, God answered my prayer immediately uh, through testimonies I had heard, through just speaking with Pastor Trailer, And I just am so thrilled to be part of this team. We have just just a phenomenal and and godly group of servants here and they are truly servant leaders and we are so blessed with the lay people that we have who jump in at a moment's notice to do anything that um is needed in kingdom work but that is because not because they're doing that just because they want something to do or Mm -hmm. for you know it but it's because of the motivation behind it that they want to see god glorified yeah and uh during the time we've been here i've served you know primarily in this in vocational ministry here with pastor that's the one job i've had but my husband and i have served in different areas in fact for a while you for a short time you and wiley were part of our of our young adults uh connection i didn't realize that's the same group it is the same group. And oh my so, goodness. You guys have been doing that for a long time. I don't even think we were married then. And so, yes, you weren't. You were, you were there just for a few weeks. And God, I remember, moved you on to another ministry. Yeah. And so, uh, but we have, you know, we've been involved in different areas and just each one has been uh, just such a blessing and privilege to be part of. Yeah. But I would encourage anyone who is, who, um, is looking for a local church, I would say this one thing about Olive uh, that I have heard over the years is that it's intimidating because it's large, mm. and I get that. Because the first time I walked in from coming from a church of 165 people, yeah. I thought, I don't know if I can do this, this is a lot, but the key is. Um, the staff making the connections to help make it small and to help our people find their connection group, their small groups, their places of ministry, and it breaks down to small communities within a large church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you just come on Sunday morning and that's where God has you right now, that's a, that's great too, but the more that, um, You you know just seek God for where He would have you, and it's and and during that season, and He will absolutely direct you to that. And I am more than happy for any of your listeners who have questions, who uh, want to find out more about Olive Baptist. Okay, please, they are more than welcome to call, and I will do everything I can to answer every question. Okay, that's great. I just want to encourage your listeners with this again. Mm if God is calling and God is calling all of us, but if right. you feel just this, um, just God speaking to your heart about coming alongside someone, it's not, it's, it's a cup of coffee. It's a walk in the afternoon. It's just sitting down and, and just working through the questions of life with the Bible as our guide with right. that. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming But it can be the most glorious thing to just take that step forward and ask God to give you someone, and it's probably going to be someone you don't even know, because God's already at work in these situations long before we even pray. And to say, just give, Lord, would you reveal whom I can walk alongside and even just, make a difference in their journey forward. It may be short-term, it may be a little bit longer term, but the personal impact that you can have just by even short-term relationships uh, will span the, the, the person's entire life. I can tell you countless people whom I did not get to spend a, a great amount of time with, mm. but just having a season with them added to my faith tremendously and i remember those things from years ago people who would pour into me and people who would teach me or just give me practical advice about how to serve how to serve God. And I I can't thank those people enough. And and I cannot thank the Lord enough for bringing them into my life.
0: Yeah. I love how you said having a season with them, because I think when people were just listening to you, I mean, I don't know for sure, but you're saying, hey, ask God to give you someone whom you can walk alongside with. You know what I mean? To mentor, to encourage through scripture. Having a season with them sounds so good because I mean, I'm sure some people are like, "Does that mean I have to be friends forever?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's
4: that's way too much of a commitment. No, no, that is not what it is. And you know what? There are people that um, God will leave in your life forever. Yeah, Yeah. and but um, it's not. Most commonly, it's not that way. I'll give you an example of that. Um, About two years ago, uh, the Lord was just speaking to my heart about. Some of our young women, um, mainly in their 20s, a couple of them in their early 30s, who teach on Sunday morning, or their husbands are pastors here on staff, or they, by nature of what they do and serving, they are also disconnected from small groups. Mm -hmm. And I start praying about, um, I didn't know where it was coming from. I usually know that's the Holy Spirit, because it's not something I would come up with on my own. Right. And so just good. he just kept impressing me that there are young women who need to meet one another. Mm. And so I started praying about it. And he revealed one by one by one, mm. uh, seven young women who uh, needed to, they didn't know each other. They might have known each other casually, uh, but most of them did not have that connection ahead. And I challenged them. I said, look, I don't know where we're going to go with this. I am just totally... Following what the Holy Spirit's impressing on me, but I'd like us to commit once a month for one year. And, you know, so you put the boundary on that. And so if people have that parameter to work with, then that sounds like, okay, this is something I can do. And we met for one month, once a month for one year, and we studied the one another's in servant leadership um, of the New Testament. You know, love one another, encourage one another, pray for one another. And, now i'm seeing small groups spur off of that i have one young woman who is taking four young women in the same format you know so it's not overwhelming they're doing it the once a month and so i'm saying that it doesn't have to be an 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 every every week commitment every small group that we do or time of discipleship if we pray about it god will you know we get to know the people in our group and have buy-in from them we will figure out what that's supposed to look like. And they've made the one word that God gave me uh, through that time was that they were to be friends. It wasn't that, you know, that I was going to see huge life transformation in them. And I learned more from them than I guarantee they learned from me. Yeah.
0: That's how it always works out. It's It's always shocking. It's just like, you know what? Like God, just use it, just use it to increase in, in their life, you know? And he's like, yeah, and I'm going to gift you with the goodness too. <laughs> now, I'm going to show you what you need to learn.
4: <laughs> so they have, exactly. so every time we were together, I would just sit in, in, in awe and gratefulness because of what they were bringing to the table. Yeah. And at the end of this, uh, the, the, one of the uh, times I walked out, there was a meeting I was coming in too late with them because of traffic. And they didn't know I came in and I stood back and I watched the friendships and the bonding that had happened and how much they enjoyed one another. Yeah. And I didn't go in for probably a minute or two. I just sat back and I thought, thank you, God, because you didn't need, you don't need me here. Yeah. They have one another and they are having great fellowship and just being together. And those are relationships that I, I believe they're going to help carry one another through uh, the ministries and uh, opportunities that they have in life. And so those are the exciting things yeah. that uh, just walking alongside and just being open to what the Holy Spirit says. Um, right. He'll take us some amazing and
0: surprising places. Yeah, he will. He will. The one another that you talked about, I'm curious about what that is because I hadn't heard it before you said it, but the one another commands in the Bible, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'll, um, I'm going to Google that and put a download of it. <laughs> In, or not a download, but like a page you can open and read those scriptures. But is it just a list of scriptures where it talks about one another in the Bible?
4: Yes, in the New Testament, in particular, um, we are given commands through uh, some are in the Gospels, but most are in the Epistles, where how we in servant leadership and and take care of one another, and how we display. Uh, and glorify God in doing these things okay. that um and so that was something that we all just embraced that you know it's not so much yes we are we are serving but when our eyes are off ourselves and we see and in fact the, the verse that God just grafted he just tattooed into my my soul was um Philippians 2 3 and yes. to do nothing out of um self, selfishness or conceit um but in humility esteem others better than yourself yeah and to look to um taking our eyes off ourselves, keeping our eyes on Christ mm-hmm. but then around us noticing what the needs are because when I drift from my relationship with God it is always when I am self-focused, Tricky. It, it constantly is. When I have my eyes on myself, uh, which is, you know, we have to fight against that every day. You know? right. You like, I mean, seriously, we seriously, just like I, thinking about I'm, ourselves. We have exactly, to Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, you know, it's natural to us and That's to right. think of others and to
0: seek God's will is not natural to us. Right. It's a surrender to do that. Right. But we have to put God in charge. Like there is a quote that says, make today amazing or make today great. <laughs> and there needs to be a Lord in front of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because, uh,
4: yes, I can make days great and moments great in myself. And, and but to just say, Lord, make this a day. That I'm amazed with you, yeah, yeah. amazed by you, yes. you know, um, and that's you know i'm I'm learning so much about the order in which I speak certain things that um, I was just telling you before we started the podcast that. Yeah. You know most of the time our our sentences are going to start with i or we because we are the subject of our lives right you know that's that's what we do and but just to really start thinking about the order that we put god that it is not that he is like you know part of part of our 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 speaking he is the center of all that we do and all that we speak and all that we think yeah yeah it's transformational it is it's hard to do that but it but it does make a difference I heard um Alistair Begg he's a pastor in um Ohio recently it was actually a lot of people have seen it on YouTube where um he was talking about our testimonies and how we share Christ and I've thought about it so much since I heard this but his wording was um to tell me how, you know, when somebody wants to hear our stories is to say, tell me how you came to know Christ, tell me, you know, your testimony. And we will say things like, and and I'm not saying these are wrong. I'm just saying it's been good for me to reconsider. But to say, you know, I would say, well, I was saved at the age of 15. And I did this, and I was baptized and this. And to start our testimonies immediately with God save my soul when Amen. I was. Amen. God protected me. God, exactly. and to just change the order of how we do things, uh, and put Him immediately um, on the throne. You know, to look to the throne where He is, and to to do that, um, it's it's slowly really changed
0: my whole perspective yeah. of of how I share Christ. Man, that is a challenge. That is a challenge, Beth Harris, because. Man, just reflecting on conversations I've had with people, and this is for me personally, it's the people who started off the conversation saying, hey, God did this for me. God did it all for me. Amen. Those conversations, podcast aside, those conversations are where I see their relationship with the Lord and just their relationship with people, and they are balanced. mm mm-hmm.
4: And you're right, and I, and again, I learned that from someone else, and here I am many years into my relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. and I thought, why have I never thought of that before? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but even though I do live a life that I want to honor and glorify God with what I do, mm-hmm. but to think about, you know, I don't need to be the star of this story, yeah. and not that I am, but we can very easily go in that direction. And that's not a rebuke to anyone who does that. It's just a personal challenge to my heart that I thought I would share with your listeners.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we are messed up people like that is for sure. (laughs) We're (laughs) like trying to figure this out um, for the Lord. Amen. What we have learned from our experience is this. And so, yeah, no, like, there's no punishment or condemnation or anything in these conversations because it's like we are seeking God. Now, if we were seeking like profit for our business, or if we were seeking, I don't know, a like, <laughs> <that> would be <laughs> different and that would have a lot of holes in it. But our goal, you and I included, is that we are seeking the Lord in this. And yeah, we're going to mess up like, obviously, (laughs) but that's why we have Jesus like he's with us and he us through those moments. So man, putting God in that top slot and then making that in conversation with people is such a challenge for the next conversation that we have. Let's see. I mean, I know, you know, my grandmother always says, you you know, you want to be careful when you talk to people because you don't want to scare them away from God, but Mm -hmm. giving him That top slot in the conversation to let him shine first before we do. It's not a demeaning thing at all. No. Just a recognition of who's in charge, I guess, right? It is. And that's, um,
4: I think that's really actually why God convicted my heart. And again, that's not a legalistic thing and it's not something that we have to, um, you know, adhere to completely. It's just, um, God had a special reason for showing me. He's been doing a lot of chiseling in my life lately, Ricky. He really has. He's That's been, great. you know, um, I heard a story of um, the statue of David and when Michelangelo was um, doing the sculpture and how he never left the site until he was completed with it you know, until he completed it, the masterpiece, and paralleling that in our lives, how God never leaves us, that we are always a work in completion as we are becoming more like him. Yeah. And as I heard that story, I had to laugh because I was like, well, some days it's like fine tuning, you know, and he's chiseling a little bit here. And then some days just big chunks fall <laughs> off of, of, of God yes. making me more his image. <laughs> and exactly. Yeah. So, I I had that picture in my mind of, oh, wow. And so some days I'll be like, okay, this is a fine tuning day. And then I'll be like, there are chunks all over the place. And can you take the pounds with that? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. But all of it is for his glory. And he does that in, in, he is so again, gentle and kind and just methodical in what he does for us, that there is nothing random and, um, nothing by chance in our lives as we follow Christ. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I just want to encourage whoever is listening to this, that God is a loving God. He's not a punishing God. And so his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So as we're just talking, you know, I'm thinking of, why I'm thankful for God. I mean, it could have been a lot different for you, Beth, in your life. It could have been a lot different for me, and it could have been a lot different for you who's listening. But thank God you're here, and thank God you have this moment and today. And I heard it once in a podcast. He's a real estate agent in California, Brian Buffini. I just love him. But he said at the end of his podcast, he's a, you know works with salespeople, and he's a Christian. And he was giving this inspirational message and he said, you can do anything with what you just heard today. You can do anything. And it's your choice. So like, it's literally your choice. Like what freedom we have to have a choice to turn to Christ today and give him everything we have or we don't have to. But that is how God loves you. Like I want with every bit of my being for everybody listening to like turn to Christ, make him Lord of everything, put him in that top slot. But like He loves you so much. He's going to work still on your behalf and for you and wait for you. And then when you come to him, he's going to embrace you and show his love and kindness to you. And it's still going to be consistent. It's still going to be God. It's still going to be his love and he's going to meet you where you are. You know, it's just, we have to go back to him. We have to return back to him and it's such work, but it's so worth it.
4: Amen. And you know, he never
0: stops pursuing. Yeah. You
4: know? And uh, I heard one of the girls that I, uh, she was one of my seasonal uh, disciples, uh, mentor. she's now married and has moved out to the nor- Northwest. But there was something that she said recently to me, um, you know, about um, my favorite hymn is Uh, come thou fount. And in there, you know, I mean, every single word in there just slays me, but uh, where it says prone to wander, Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Mm. And, you know, she just reminded me, Ms. Beth, that he's prone to chase. Mm. And I thought, you know, it it was just, she reminded me of that in that moment over coffee, you know, and I thought, God never stops pursuing um, he loves us unconditionally and he sees from that perspective in heaven where we have such a limited view here that he sees the whole picture coming together in his plan and purpose that while we want things immediately, like I said, I wanted to see the whole picture, there's so many pieces that he's putting into place before those things can actually be fulfilled. And you know so he he is so kind. you know my grandmother prayed, for um, my mother to be saved uh, for 38 years before she came to a saving knowledge of Christ Wow! and never quit. And, um, you know, it would be easy to say, okay, well, you know what, this is never going to happen, but she prayed faithfully every day. And um, she had just such a wonderful legacy of prayer. And that has always, even as a child, following that and seeing how God Was faithful. And I can look back now and see the pieces, how he put that together. Even, you know, as a young girl, how God was working in my mom's life to make those things happen and for her to come to that knowledge of Jesus. And so, just, I would just encourage never quit praying. Never, you know, God is at work in those moments where we don't feel Him, we don't sense Him. We cannot underestimate what He is doing just because it is out of our sight of our line of vision. Mm. that uh, most things actually are things that we don't see, but he is working everything on our behalf.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, Scripture I want to share with you. And then, you know, I'm going to ask this, but what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Um, Before you answer this, I just want to read Zephaniah 3, 17. The Lord, your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing like he is with us, he's in our midst, like right now, like we can wave our arms around. He's with us, you know? Amen. So yeah, that's, that's a really good, I love that story about he's chasing you and he'll do whatever it takes to get you.
4: <laughs> Amen. He will, he will. We don't realize
0: that until we're on
4: the other side of it. We're like, exactly. oh no, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, I got this. So You've got it. I got it now. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, God's got this. It's awesome. Um, okay. So what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Miss Beth Harris.
4: Well, I'm reading chronologically this year and I haven't done that in a while. And so um, just being able to see the thread of scripture this year, I'm seeing it in a new light and um, the overall scripture that's helping me is when I've gone through the Psalms and I'm seeing in even the most desperate times and when the psalmist was angry and confused and um, uncertain and scared Mm -hmm. that the majority of the Psalms actually end with yet with um, a phrase of yet I will still praise you you know you are you know and still giving glory to God even after um, you know we ran it and raved you know to close that to close that with that you are God you are mighty you are and you know I just um, that's an overview of the Psalms and what I'm seeing with that but a verse that God is using for me right now is Philippians 1 6 is being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I go back to that, I memorized that uh, very early um, when I was discipled. And I come back to it so often that don't forget, be confident of this. Don't be confident in yourself, but be confident in what God has promised. He began this work in you mm. and it. he will fulfill it. It is not, he might, you know, it's a 50, 50 shot, you know, but right, that right. he will fulfill this, that the work that we are doing, um, and again, not in our own strength, not in our own power, not right. in our own might, but the work that is being done in partnership with Christ, that that work long after we're gone, Ricky, after that, if it is of the spirit, his work is still working and, and, um, valuable, even after we've lo- drawn our last breath on this earth. Right. Right. So, you know, uh, and that's legacy. And that's what I pray for in my life as I'm getting older and, um, uh, I, I just I want that so much in my life is to never quit and to continue in the work that he started.
0: Yeah, you're doing a great job of it. I love how you're going alongside people and mentoring them and discipling them. That takes work and it takes effort. And I know that's the Holy Spirit inside of you just wanting to work for his good. You know what I mean? Um, Philippians one, six is the verse that you shared. And I just want to read it one more time because. You use some really strong words like confident. It's a word that we hear all the time, you know, and good work. That's something that we want to do. And then you said, we'll carry it on. Like, that's a promise, you know. So Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Just that
4: it's such a simple verse but yet it it is so
0: encouraging yeah be confident of this don't be confident of you (laughs) i mean you're cool you're cool and all you know but no i listen left to my
4: own devices i'm a train wreck (laughs) you know that's the best
0: part yeah it,
4: it is i mean i know who i am and i i know um what a mess i can make of things but god is again and i know i've said this several times in this podcast, but I cannot emphasize how much just going back when you are in question of what God is doing in your life. I just like to leave your listeners with one thought Please, that there are times in our lives, I've been through them, um, hard seasons and seasons where, um, you feel alone or abandoned or that no one is understanding and that God is silent. When we don't have the answers, this is why it's important to know who our God is, that we can always, without fail, go back to the character of God and his attributes and who he is. Every answer that we need in life can be found there in his goodness and his love and his mercy, his truth, his faithfulness. Mm. Um, And knowing that we serve an omnipotent, Um, omnipresent immeasurable God Um, when I am in doubt God I always go back to that and say God um, I'm not serving a God who is a greater version of me (laughs) you know who I just have who is just a nicer kinder more faithful more truthful version of Beth Harris Uh, you know God forbid no he is a standalone I am created in his image and for His glory, and when I separate that and I look and I say, you know, you're nothing like me. That's what brings great comfort and peace in my life.
0: You're nothing like me, and I want to be like you.
4: And yet I'm I made want to be like, like you. Yourself. Yeah, and I mean, we are created in His image, but I mean, what yeah. I can comprehend of you, I just have this minuscule, mm. finite understanding of the God whom I'm going to spend eternity with. Yeah. And, uh,
0: that can get us through any day. Yeah. Yes. King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He's our father. He's the perfect father. So man, Beth Harris, I'm encouraged by you today. Um, when people are talking, sometimes I'll like Google scriptures and, um, just because it's like, wow, like, I don't know. it just really (laughs) solidifies what someone's saying when I can open up a scripture to that. And when you were just talking about Philippians 1.6, as we close this out, I want to read Ephesians 2.10 because like you said earlier, God is calling all of us. You know what I'm saying? When you said that, I was like, yes, Beth Harris, because sometimes I think, I mean, I've been like this where I'm like, but did that Bible verse say that I'm called? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like those who are called? Yes. God is calling all of us. Awesome sister, awesome. Okay, Ephesians 2:10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand. Like Amen. Amen.
4: <laughs> like Yes, and I love the emphasis you put on that verse. Sometimes when we can read verses just word for word flat, and I love how you brought
0: that to life just now. Amen. We really appreciate you, and thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. This is a longer podcast, but I just felt like you are so wise in God's Word and just understanding who He is. And so that was a really beautiful conversation. I'm just really appreciative of your time and getting to learn from you today. So thank you, Beth. And at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
4: Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen
3: to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is
0: Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
1: Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day.
3: Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. This is
4: amazing!